Hawaii football fans, you're not going to want to miss this one. When UH travels to San Jose to take on former quarterback Shevin Cordero and the Spartans. And when you come on our VIP tour, you can also see Levi's Stadium and check out the 49ers and Saints and enjoy one of the best tailgates that you could before an NFL game. Check it out, hisportsfans.com, hisportsfans.com slash tours. You're going to want to be there. Hawaii Sports Fans, official sponsor of the Rainbow Wrap-Up. Aloha and welcome to another episode of the Rainbow Wrap Up. And we got the full crew here. Our boy Shane back with us. We're sending love and prayers to your family. Lala Head, what's up? How, how's it going, Shane? Hey, good, good. Thanks for the love. Thanks for the prayers, guys. Um, yeah, been good. Uh, nice to be back. Let's dive into it as usual. We got our boy Sean Iman coming on with his report card. So, what's up, Sean? What's up, fellas? What's up, Warrior Nation? Thanks for sticking with us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thanks all for sticking with us. It's been a crazy season. It's been crazy for me. I just uh, was at the game with Shane. We're going to talk about the fact that Shane and I lost, just like UH, too. We lost, a, we lost at the same game uh-huh. on the same night on the same field. Um, the, and we'll talk about how the two of us ended up losing as well. Again, obviously, our game with uh, Wyoming being another close score at the end. But we'll talk about that, what kind of adjustments we may or may not have made. And Sean, like we said, will have his report card. We'll also talk about T.C. Ching and the stadium a little bit again. The current form uh, and the current state of the stadium, which is pretty unsatisfactory when it comes to at least the scoreboard. Um, So we're going to talk about that. The scoreboard actually got smaller. And it's just really hard for the fan experience. But um, is that possible? <laughs> it somehow is possible. <laughs> somehow they keep surprising us by making more things that are impossible. <laughs> and finally, we'll talk about uh, our Fresno game coming up. You know, Fresno is a game team we've, we've actually on a, on a win streak against, even when they've been favorite against us the last two times we beat them. So mm-hmm. who knows what can happen this week uh, when I'll talk about why I'll be driving up just in time for a kickoff i'll give you a little hint it has something to do with the mls cup and my favorite team lafc mahalo for joining us hisportsfans.com go check us out for our choices like we said we got another one more uh football road game for the season san jose so if you want to get one last uh football road game on the season come and join us there we're gonna do 49ers and saints and of course the 49ers if you're a niner fan you would have seen i'm, I'm sure by now our instagram video that i made of a very, very faithful Niner fan receiving a glove from her favorite player, Fred Warner. And he and she she was wearing his jersey even at the time. Sheesh. So this is a perfect culmination. And what made it more perfect is that she was sitting in the Hawaii Sports Fan section at SoFi Stadium, the right on the visitor's tunnel. So of course he was able to spot her easily. Um, but go check that out. She had a really fun reaction to that, getting a glove at the game. And that's the fan experience. That's what we love at Hawaii Sports Fans. That's Bred from, you know, that was born out of my experience as a kid going to the Pro Bowl and getting gloves and 
I remember guys like Aeneas Williams, who's in the Hall of Fame, handed me a glove one time. So that's exciting. That same excitement as a kid, you can still have an adult. And we try and bring that to you at Hawaii Sports Fans. So come join us, hisportsfans.com. Hisportsfans.com. Uh, but we're going to talk about this game against Wyoming. Halloween night, uh, some of us were dressed up in, in costumes. I don't know what happened with Sean. I don't know. I, I, I mean, I guess he was... What are you talking uh, about? Oh, Sean was there. That's right. I thought we were sitting with Coach himself. That's why. Wow. Uh, <laughs> because Sean, has such, a, Sean uh, <laughs> has such a resemblance to Coach Thomas Sheffield that we didn't realize that he was there. So uh, talk about that costume and that idea, Sean. Yeah, so I decided to dress up as uh, Coach Sheffield. I snuck in a couple Zoa drinks. <laughs> I've... I uh, fashioned a brada brada tattoo on my arm. Oh yeah, and I posted it, and he really loved it. And I called it the chef, and it was a little play on uh, Coach Sheffield and The Rock. I kind of mixed the two, and he really enjoyed it. He's sending me a T-shirt. So yeah, you honored Coach him. Sheffield. You, you, yeah. you honored him. So he's sending you a T-shirt. What a nice guy. And he is a nice guy. I, did, I have met Coach Sheffield before when he was at my brother's tattoo shop getting that very brother head tattoo. I was there when he received it, which is crazy because um, that was just a stroke of luck. I just happened to be there. But I know that he would do something like that and reach out because he's a nice guy like that. So I'm glad that he did that. Um, but we also had Billy the Warrior apparently there as well. But Shane apparently was Billy. You guys had such striking resemblances. I could not even tell. But Amazing. Um, I mean, Shane was practicing his cheese all night. Huh? Yeah, I was. Well, a funny story, though. Um, I was actually going to go as something else. but um, and, and my wife, Terry, she was going to be, she was going to go as Billy. But the oh. day of the game, she was making the costume, or the night before the game, she was making the costume, and I was like looking like, and I, I, I guess I always underestimate my wife's talents, mm. but I was like, wow, that costume is coming out so good. So I was like, uh, you mind me taking your costume? So Sheesh. I actually stole, stole my wife's costume. So shout out to the wifey. Um, her <laughs> skills. Sorry, <laughs> I apologize for underestimating your talents once again. But yeah, that was all my wife's work. So, shout out to <laughs> awesome. uh, Miss Agno. Um, to Terry, while your wife. Yeah, yeah. Great. You costume. got props. You got props from the Fehoko family. <laughs> 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 they were asking where you bought the costume. <laughs> yeah, I, know. I was like, oh. Bought, like, wow! <laughs> but yeah, that that was that was fun stuff. <clears throat> I didn't, and like she said, she was gonna paint my face, but I didn't know it was gonna be like that, like that good. I was like, wow, this is. I look great. Yeah, awesome. yeah, it was good stuff, man. Good fun. Wayne and and I I too. Yeah, mm -hmm. and then maybe I was like rolling around. Sorry if I took too much time off your uh, your your um, your clock, Billy V, but. I was trying to get into character. I, because if I remember correctly, that's what Vili used to do. Right? He used he to did. try to do the splits. He used to like roll up, not maybe not roll around like I did, but I was trying to do the splits. But well, let's yeah. talk about what you're talking about since you're 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 pushing ahead to the costume contest, <laughs> which we haven't got to yet because we haven't even talked about my costume yet. But of course, oh yeah, not my thinking dad. about that. He's thinking about himself as usual in the contest. <laughs> 
taking up the space, which he did. He did take up all the oxygen in the room by jumping and flopping all over the field. But we both were not in first place, so we both were the losers. But it's fine. Um, I just I think that as a thing was rigged. The- that lady should have came in third. <clears throat> And you guys well, Rowena's cool. Rowena, if it wasn't Rowena, I would have been like less cordial. But we got to shout out Rowena, who is Shane's longtime, longtime friend yeah. as well. Which is also <laughs> crazy that three people knew each other going into a contest in a sea <laughs> of thousands. So that shows you how many people were really wearing mm. costumes that night, which there aren't very many. And that was the theme of the night was to wear costumes. She um, doesn't win without the kid. <laughs> her, uh, her granddaughter, Kylea. Oh, yeah, yeah. Rowena yeah. definitely, she came in with uh, the secret weapon, which is a child, for yeah, sure. But, yeah. you know, if you, had a, time if you had a drummer, Shane, you would have won. <laughs> you had a little kid on the drums. I, oh, I, yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know. <laughs> or if you had the old man, uh, Wayne, you would have yeah, won. Yeah, that was yeah. a... I, I still can't believe you still fit that uniform, man. After <laughs> all these years, I was like, wow. That's yeah. like... You I bought that uniform too when I was twelve. I've had that uniform since I was twelve years old. <laughs> so you were already this—you were already that tall when you were twelve. No, but I was a little wider, so I was kind of preparing for like growing into it. I was also like chubbier. I was like a little bit. My body shape was a little bit different, so actually it worked out that I was a little bit wider in um, in middle in high school and middle school. You know, I wasn't a fat kid. I was an athlete, obviously, so I couldn't have been a fat kid, but I was a chubby athlete. I was definitely one of those athletes that, like, enjoyed his carbs and other sugars on the on the weekends. But, um, you know, I, I it was fun to bust out that Boy Scout uniform because it's just been sitting there for literally over 20 years, and that was the last time I wore it. And I never really got to wear my Eagle Scout patch, so I got to flex <laughs> my Eagle Scout patch. Yeah, and people were, like, calling me out on it, all these, these random men. Obviously, you saw me get into a little scrum. If you're listening to the show, I can't. You, you guys are nuts. I don't know. These belligerent, like uncles, were like just like just just saying things about my costume and pointing things out. A lot of people were triggered, I guess, by the Boy Scout uniform, and it was my uniform. But if you know the character Russell from Up, the Pixar Disney movie, he's wearing a little Scout uniform and he has balloons. So I had the balloons too. Which I had made helium at. balloons. Helium balloons, but I had to. I had to go and. To Party City in White Calais and buy those balloons. Okay. They're three dollars each, and I got six of them. So that was a cost Jeez. of my. <laughs> but everything else was from home. So I like that. I like to make my own costume. So it's fun. It's more. It's more gratifying when you make your own. Hint, hint, Shane. But um, at the same time, you know, wow, it's, nice it's a have... shot. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of the creation is where the fun is, and you're like, and it is kind of like acting, right? You're creating a character, and it's fun to see people let loose. Um, during Halloween, but a lot of people in Hawaii don't like to let loose. That's, um, it's been like that before. I, I've dressed up on Halloween a lot at UH Games, and okay, some people in our own group didn't even dress up, and they they were talking about dressing up all week and came with as nothing. <laughs> Zero. No effort. Zero effort. So. Oh, wow. <laughs> I mean, I take Halloween seriously. It's a spirited activity. And if you're a fan, a fan is all about spirit. That's the whole part about being a fan. So, supporting it. Me and Shane ended up as two of the three contestants on the freaking costume contest of thousands of people. I mean, as much as I like to think that's really great and we have serendipity, the three of us, I think it also just shows that there wasn't, there just wasn't a, a huge swath of people like dressed up. And 
you know, it, it, it is what it is. I don't, I don't think in Hawaii people are into it. There's a lot of just reserved people who are like, yeah, I want to let out. They don't want to let loose or whatever. It is what it is. Like you got to let it go. Can't take life too seriously. So, um, I mean, that's the thing. It's like, we have a lot of hardcore strict Hawaii fans that come from the stadium, but they're going to have to be replaced once they pass on, once they decide to stop going to games. And that's why more spirited, more fun, these type of activities, we got to start to generate more of and get people into it. So it was fun though. Of course we lost. You can go watch the video at HI sports fans, our Instagram. Uh, we have a cool little video, but go check it out and see how it ended up for me right after the game. I had to go straight to the airport. So right, actually right after the con the contest, I went straight from the right after the contest. I went straight to the airport yeah. and jumped on my flight and got to LA in time to see the next morning, my team LAFC advanced to MLS cup. And then, uh, which is amazing. And they're going to be playing next Saturday. So that's going to be crazy. Cause obviously we have Fresno. So I'm going to talk about that later on my journey, but got to see that and got to bring, got to see the second half of the Rams 49ers game at SoFi. I think a lot of people in Hawaii, I wish could take advantage of and see different things, see different places, see different stadiums because the fan experience is so different. And that's, that's the thing at UH is like the fan experience is not prioritized. It just isn't. And one way that, one example of that is the scoreboard. Like, of course the money is low. They're still building. Yes, we know this, but it's been now, this is the second year and there's, yeah, we could just have a digital scoreboard. We could even have, a manual scoreboard where somebody is drawing the numbers really big like they got to figure out a way to show people the score when you don't even know the score at the time and what they did and what they've been doing since the start of the year is instead of having a proper scoreboard they've just been using the one screen in the corner yeah. and using the bottom strip to show the score which is small enough for where we are because it's on the opposite side so we can barely see that but this last game, but instead of doing that, all they did was stream the actual game itself, the telecast of the game. They streamed it on the Jumbotron, which is very strange as well. Another thing you don't do, maybe in volleyball or basketball, but not at football. That's not something you do at football. But they did that. And with that, the, the, the score is so small on the telecast that it doesn't project at all at the stadium. So that was just crazy. And I don't who know. Paid the, who paid the 70 bucks to have throw that up there? I know. <laughs> Use somebody's subscription. Spectrum. I don't know. Spectrum could you see the money. Sean? I could not. And I was constantly asking Timmy, what, what down is it? Uh, you know, what is it? Is it second down? But you know when it's third down because they play the, the shell. So, bro, I, I, I don't know. Like, there's just issues upon issues with this program. Like, I think uh, UH is masquerading as a Division One program at this point. Well, okay. hopefully they can keep the status. It might not be much longer, but back to the game. We didn't even have Sean's report card yet. So let's do that. Cue the music and Sean's report card. Okay. So for offense, pretty run of the mill game. I gave it a C plus. They got 20 points. Uh, defense, I gave a C. They gave up, what, 320 yards on rushing. They didn't even have like, 100 yards passing, but they didn't need to. So special teams, I gave a C plus. Coaching, I gave a C plus. The student section, I gave a D minus. That thing was empty. Like I, I feel like it was about 20% full. And the ones that were there were just kind of sitting on their hands and twiddling their thumbs. So ultimate warrior, Peter Manuma, 
two interceptions. Guy balled out. I love the hair. Projected win total for the season, I, I dropped it back down to three. Um, there's a huge difference between keeping it close on the scoreboard and actually winning. I, I really didn't feel like we were close to winning this game. Like, even though we made it within a touchdown, I felt like, you know, we, we weren't close. We were, like, at that, no point were we going to, like, win this game. So, and bye-bye H-Bowl. So, important to buy tickets for the Hawaii Bowl. We got to support this bowl for the event that, you know, once we, when we get bowl eligible a couple years from now, that it'll still be around. So, buy those H-Bowl tickets. That's my report card. Good job. <laughs> I saw one prediction Hawaii Bowl was, uh, they'd say, have San Jose State. That was one prediction. That would help. That would help the bowl the most. That would sure. definitely help. Yeah. But, um, you know, I'm, I'm less worried about supporting the bowl because the bowl game is going to make money and what was proven by the pandemic was that the television will still make money whether anybody is in the stands or not. It, it really doesn't matter because people are there to watch the game or they're not going to be there and they're going to experience it on TV or they're not. But the money is still going to be there generating through ad space and advertisement. And yeah. But, so but I, we've, we've seen this in the past that uh, when UH participated regularly, they were able to upgrade their opponent. And that's why, like, in, what was it, 2006, they were able to get Arizona State instead of, what, like a Conference USA or... Yeah, and that's you know. never going to happen ever again. So Yeah. Uh, okay. and, and the thing is, the problem is, because there's, there's a bunch of bolts. And the thing is, they're, they're not strict about it anymore. That's another reason that I'm not as worried, because we have every run-of-the-mill bowl now going on. Like, literally, they don't have yeah. enough bowl-eligible teams to fill the bowls, mostly. That's a norm. That's an every year occurrence now. Not even having enough teams to fill the sure. slots. So having to go to six and seven teams, having to go to us when we, um, having to go to five and seven. They've, they've, I've even seen five and seven teams get the bowl. Yeah. So yeah. that's another reason. I'm not saying you're right. I, I I think going to the game is is a good game, but it's you know it's a private game. Don't don't get it twisted. It's not like these people are are like some you know um, beneficial kind. Of, I mean, it's like. Bowl game is a bowl game. We played in the New Mexico bowl game and the New Mexico bowl in the mainland. So, our, I mean, our team will play in the mainland if we need to. And people in Hawaii are not really even supporting the regular season as well. So that's, that's to me, is more important. Like, go to regular season games. Like, keep that alive because 15,000, they're going to expect us to be kind of close to that at some point. I don't think we're ever going to get back to that ever in a way. I mean, especially at this trajectory. But, yeah, um, you know, bringing back tailgating, like we said, no, we're not going to bang on that. We are going to keep banging on that. Well, I'll take that back because that's such an important thing. But just making Shane, little adjustments. Shane had his illegal tailgate. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Shout out to the cops and uh, the uh, campus security who was a little more lenient this past game. And just the fact that what this was, how many home games did we have so far? This was number five. No, four. Yeah. Five. This was probably the funnest game that we all went to because they allowed us to hang out in the freaking parking lot. So we're eating, hanging out, having some uh, uh, juice and sodas. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, it was 
they gotta realize, man. Like we've been talking about this are, every are week. You, are you tailgating as Vili though? <laughs> uh, no, yeah. Well, Terry did uh, my makeup during the um, tailgate. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. So maybe, Same. maybe, well, maybe I should do that every week already. <laughs> you, you, you can be the unofficial, unofficial mascot of of UH. <laughs> yeah, but they they gotta figure this out, man. And the stadium thing keeps dragging on and dragging on. It's getting to the point where are they? To me, are they doing this on purpose? Does you know? Does Ige just like? Is he really doing this on purpose to just delay it so that we just don't get it? I think it's so frustrating already, man. I, well, I mean, Ige is gone anyway, so what? It doesn't matter what he does. All of Hawaii, there's no direction. There's no direction from the state government. There's no direction from our own athletic department in terms of where we're projecting to go. Mm-hmm. Like we said, we're at masquerading as a D1 program because we are dwindling in numbers every year. And we've already gone below the threshold of what makes an FBS team <laughs> average-wise. So, yes, it is masquerading because right now we really aren't. We're just being allowed. We're giving a waiver, giving our stadium situation. But our stadium situation is the situation because we lost sight. Somebody wrote in the comment section, and we'll talk about the Curtis Moriyama article, which was written in the uh, Star Advertiser, uh, which he wrote about the delay of the stadium causing is going to kill the fan base and it already has happened um somebody posted a, a series of events that they said were the the miscues of hawaii and i agreed with most of almost all of them and it starts he has it starting in like the mid 90s his his so i don't know if this person is listening right now but it was somebody that posted in the comments saying these are the missteps starting in the mid 90s the fire of bob wagner and i mean some of them are maybe are less as more but obviously graham but he had basically every AD on there being hired. So not just Madeline. Of course, he had Madeline on there, who deserves a, a lot of the blame as to what's going on right now. But he inherited a system that was flawed from before as well. And that's the thing. We've never had an AD step in that says, this is how things should be. This is what a, a real Division One program looks like. This is how we leverage the support and the spirit of local people that is, is different from anywhere else in in, in, in all of college football and any college athletics. But what makes Hawaii different is what makes us is can make us better as well. And of course, we're never going to be the power five budgets. We already know that. So what can we do? And it's like simple things we're not doing that we can't do. Like tailgating. That's a free thing. This doesn't cost money for tailgating. It's literally a free thing. And you can make money. Let's face it. I mean, people are paying in the mainland. We said Colorado State, 40 bucks. San Diego State, 40 bucks. People will pay $40 if they can tailgate, for sure. I mean, $40, yeah. that's not going to be a problem. But the thing is, they're not even giving you anything with that. I mean, they're, they're not giving you any experience outside of – I mean, at UH, they're so lazy that they literally just pipe the game into the big screen. They couldn't even give you an experience from the big screen of uh, the scoreboard, of stats. The system is just – just same. It's just stale and, like – I know we let Sean does his rant on Billy V every week, but it's true though. I mean, I mean Billy V is not, it's not like he's bad or obviously, but it, it gets to a point no, where Billy, Billy V is actually good. It's just his lame games is tired and it just, it needed to die a long time ago. Well, a lot of the games. So the thing is he doesn't make the games. He's just the PA guy. Right. And I agree though that I, even as a PA guy, 
we can move on to a different voice. We don't need to have his voice filling the stadium. The way that he did our contest, he didn't introduce any of us. He kind of mm-hmm. went half, you know, and didn't go the full way, I felt like. Yeah, I mean, and it was weird, right? It was like judging by the audience's applause and everything sounds the same. But the way that he handled the situation, I thought was just really weird. And it did, they did put us up against the word Colts final 15. Yeah, yeah when, they they came to to, when they came to select us, and then I said, Whoa, when are you guys going to do this? Oh, after the third quarter. I specifically said, no, 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 no. If that's the case, I don't want to do it. I want you guys to do the Colt Brennan thing. And then they go, yeah, no, 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 we're, no worry. we're going to do that. We're going to do that. I was like, you sure? So then that's, that's why I went. And then they do it for five seconds. Five For five <laughs> seconds only. That was so sad. But the thing is, like, even for us... No, so when they when the girls told me originally, and this is why I think they just are disorganized as well. We were supposed to go at the 13 minute mark in the third quarter. I think because they didn't have enough, maybe they didn't have enough contestants yet. Because I was, they got me at halftime. They're like, you can't go anywhere, just stay here. That's why I was there before you guys. I went mm. to go look for food on that side. But they're like, can you just stay here? And I was like, well, do I have time to go back to my seat? And they're like. No, because we want to do 13 minutes. And then you came and they're like, you know what, we're just going to, or before, and they're like, you know what, we're just going to do it after the third quarter. And I was like, oh gosh, I, was, I stood there. The oh, whole, we so were we were supposed to do it during the third quarter? Yeah. Oh. During a timeout of the third quarter. Oh. So they have a whole list of things, right? When they produce this, the whole game, they have a list of the times and when they want to do it. Obviously, there's, it's, they have to juggle things in real time because you yeah, don't know yeah, yeah. Gonna timeouts. you don't know how many timeouts they're going to use. You don't know how many TV timeouts they're going to be because of that. I mean, the NFL, when stuff like that happens, right? When teams are passing, passing and completing passes and running in bounds and times running, the NFL makes like five minute freaking commercial breaks sometimes because the advertisers paid to be in the freaking game. So they're going to get their ad in. I guess the game maybe didn't, sync up with their schedule the events so that's why they pushed us back but then they made us sandwich with colt's colt final 15 which was really unfair so you know to colt for sure mm-hmm. rob Demello tweeted that he can't believe that for two games straight they didn't do the colt brennan tribute people like rob when they say things like that they'll listen even Mosese, we never messed that up how long does the chilu <laughs> get that up from the third yeah. in a low stadium mm-hmm. but we never messed that up at all haven't you ever just wanted to experience SoFi Stadium, the building, the atmosphere, the electricity, but just didn't want to deal with the parking and all the planning that went along with it? Well, that's why Hawaii Sports Fans is here. We got the best tickets, the best seats for you. Plus, we got your transportation, we got your parking, we got all the little pilikia that you don't want to worry about. Let us deal with all that humbug because that's the difference at Hawaii Sports Fans from any other company is that we're going to get you that fan experience that you really can't get anywhere else. It's going to be a private experience. It's going to be a lot of VIP amenities, of course, wherever we go, because you are the VIP when you come with white sports fans. Uh, but we just want you to make a memory and have fun. And that's the most important thing. You're going to put that money down. We want you to have fun and have something to look back on and reflect on for the rest of your life. So check us out, hisportsfans.com, hisportsfans.com. Or check us out on social media, at hisportsfans on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, Hawaii Sports Fans. Come find us. Come connect with us and come join us on the road because there's really, really nothing like it. We've been doing it for 10 years now. It just keeps getting better. Oh, I, before I forget, I, I did, I did want to give a shout out to the 92 uh, Rainbow Warrior team. It was good to see them honored. Arguably the uh, best uh, 
team in history versus the 2007 team. I don't know. I, I heard people debating about that one. But, yeah, mm-hmm. it was good to see um, a lot of those uh, players come back and be honored. As for the game, oh, uh, I think I mentioned it earlier, it's just like these – I'm happy that it's competitive. I'm happy that, uh, well, we lost the last – three games by a margin of four point average, but every game I watch, it seems like it's deja vu. It's like the same thing over and over and over again. It's like no creativity. There's no, you know, there's no, I just, I don't know what it is. And Shager, his, his passing, it's like, Oh, I don't know. Shaker does was, not go through a progression. Uh, uh, I know he will it was stare at one person. Yeah, I know. It was he will rain check rain. down to a running back, but he will not look. Uh, so if he's not looking at you as a, if you're a wide receiver, he's not going to throw it to you. <laughs> so and, yeah, if and the you other back, thing you don't get too is Hines, right? He was averaging ten yards per right. carry. I mean, why didn't we just keep freaking? Running it down their throat, if that's the case. It's like how they did to us. You were screaming about that during the game, Wayne. Uh, yeah. What are we doing? Why are we throwing? Like, uh, it's raining. Especially when it was raining. I was like, <laughs> and the ball bounced out of when it bounced yeah. out of Caleb Phillips' hand, too. I was like, why, why, are we, why are we doing? Like, let's just run this game. First of all, I, we have a solid run game. We do. Like, we have solid running backs. I think all of them. Um, that are actively playing are could be starters. Obviously, Dietrich is probably a step above everybody in terms of yeah. like just his ability and maybe his his ferocity. It seems like he's the guy like um, that you know doesn't mind having to hit somebody on the way to the end zone, even though he is very shifty and he he has good vision. But I think they all have really good attributes. That's why I I just feel like we should run, especially then when it started raining. I was like, okay, now we should run. But even Wyoming, yeah, Wyoming, I was like. Why are these guys passing too? What are you guys doing? You should just be running on us. But, you know, it, it is one of those things where, like we said before the game, um, Sean, you reminded us that they have even more transfer portal players um, that had left than we do. And the fact is, you know, the Mountain West, we're kind of all like that. We're kind of all trying to find an identity in all the programs. I think San Jose is probably the only one that was kind of for sure got Stable. better over the, I yeah. would say got better. You know, because, you know, Shevin is the best quarterback probably. And um, we can say that in the Mountain West. And they added him. You know, they added the most important part of the team, um, that piece. So, but at the same time, they've looked a little bit vulnerable as well. So that is something that I think is positive. And that's something that I had in my mind when I made my preseason picks. But now I'm not undefeated. My preseason picks, I had picked us completely right up to this point. I I had us beating Wyoming. So... It's my first one wrong. Oh my gosh! If you <laughs> bet the house on on Wayne's pick, <laughs> if you did, I'm sorry. <laughs> Send him hate mail. Pick. But I mean, I was pretty close, and I want to brag about it because I did those picks a long time ago, and I know that you know it's just hard because a lot of us were hyped, a lot of us were you know not sure about what this year is going to be, but we we still expected us to be a little bit more competent. Uh, of course, I would say Dave Reardon was way too hyped and especially for a media person but for us to predict four and five win outcome seasons i thought were above we're optimistic as well i thought shane five win is kind of optimistic because i thought four was kind of optimistic (laughs) but 
Shane, yeah. I mean, Shane reined it in. I mean, he, you know, you would have thought that Shane would have thought we would have been undefeated the way that, uh, <laughs> you know, he thought the program was going to be back then. But the fact is, you know, you have to keep things in, in perspective. Three wins, I think, is possible still. Four wins, I think, is even possible. But mm-hmm. like you said, we have to change some of the monotony of the offense. And, well, you know, that's, be part- that's, what, that's what I don't understand is we come out in the first quarter and we're attacking. We're attacking or attacking. And I don't know what happens, but when that second half starts, it's just, it's, they totally put on the brakes. They totally become a different team. They stop attacking. They do all this like boring stuff. It's, and there's just, just like they're playing not to lose. So like, I feel like at this point, like we know what Shager is and like, I'm a Shager guy. I've always kind of advocated for him, but like now that we're not playing for the Hawaii bowl, I'd like to see other quarterbacks get a shot like Cooper because he played in the run and shoot up in Washington state. You know, he's, he's familiar with this system. I'd like to see if he could get to a second or a third progression because we know what Shager is at this point. He, he can throw for about 200 yards. He's about 50% passing. He doesn't run. So I just, I just feel like, you know, like why not, Give other guys a look. I mean, but Chang, Timmy just said that that's why he picked to give him the reps. So there was no longer that, you know, that doubt as to who was going to start that week and Shager would be given full confidence. But I agree with you. I don't, I don't feel like he is the right answer. He hasn't hasn't grasped the, the position. He hasn't like, this is my freaking job and you're not taking it from me. I don't feel like that. Do you, do you? Well, first of all, I have to stop. I had to laugh when you brought up we're not going to a bowl anymore because, <laughs> come on. I mean, that's funny, Sean. Let's be well, honest. No, well, no, <laughs> we. I mean, that's the second reference you made to a bowl game and us in this, in this show, which shows your optimism. And I like it. I like it. But, you know, the fact is, even if we weren't going to be in bowl condition, I agree with you. That, was it last night? What offense were they showing um, that basically is running like an option? Oh, like the Eagles. I think I was watching yeah. some of the Eagles. They're basically running like a triple option, but the NFL version where it's like, you still have the, the, the dive, you still have the pitch, you still have like the third option, but it looks different. And it's like, it's still running the same thing because it's all about, you know, whether the D end is going to collapse and all those same motions. Yeah. It's like from Pop Warner, they're still running those same principles in the NFL. So if they're doing it there to neutralize other teams, to... And for the Eagles to, I think, to play to Jalen Hurts' strengths, which I think is his running. I think he runs, you know, like kind of like a running back. Um, he's probably a better runner than Tua even. Um, but yeah. he um, was basically running that offense. I mean, faking the pitch, faking the handoff on the dive, looking for the pitch man, and then maybe throwing to a guy in the flat. So it's like, how are we not only playing to the strengths of our team, because I don't think we are doing that right now, but how are we like – strategically winning games and by strategically winning games using strategies such as cutting the playing clock down as much as possible or the game clock burning clock as much as possible to to shorten the game i mean i'm saying these are just general strategy practices and so it's like the longer the game goes you know it's the harder it's going to be for us to win the game for sure so i think that was more frustrating i just feel like this game plan is gonna yield the 20 27 to 23 loss every week I just, that's kind of how I feel. It's, 
it's the game plan to lose close. <laughs> like that's I don't know. And maybe that's good enough for some people. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, we got a game obviously this coming week against Fresno. Last year, Fresno came in ranked, and Brendan Shager, that same or Braden Shager. Braden. <laughs> sorry, sorry, Braden. Braden Shager, the quarterback at that time, was a true freshman. And now is taking the reins again. So will he step up? Because there was a lot of doubt. Obviously, Shevin was not in that game. And, um, you know, we were just, I mean, we had Calvin Turner Jr., which congrats, shout out to Calvin and Alexis for getting married. Um, they're huge friends of our show and of Hawaii sports fans. Having that confidence, I think, does help us since we beat Fresno there. Let me take this back. We beat Fresno last year at home. And the year before, mm-hmm. in 2020, we beat Fresno at Fresno. I got to be at that game. I got to cover that game. You were media. Awesome. Yeah. I got so that was the one game where I went as media slash fan, which was really fun and very, very, very surreal. That game will always be one of the most surreal games I've ever attended. Obviously, nobody in the stands. At, I, I take that back. There were people, obviously, the boosters were there. There were a bunch of you know, people who asked to be there could be there. Um, and that's another reason I had an issue with UH during the pandemic. When the parents were complaining, it's like, just let the parents in. Like, who, who cares? Like, is the mm-hmm. going to be there with handcuffs to tell people you have to leave right away? Like, no, just that's why the AD should have stepped up last year and did that. And I mean, I'm going to say that out loud because a lot of the parents were really complaining about that. And obviously that spilled into the gram debacle at the end, but that was on UH to accommodate those parents. Nobody had to say anything. Just let the parents show up. I mean, that's what Fresno was doing. Letting people in. What are you going to do? Yeah. Tell Grandma Ruth, who donates like multiples of thousands of dollars a year that she has to sit out, even though she loves her beloved Bulldogs. Like, no, of course they're not going to do that in Fresno, but at UH we do that. Well, nobody can come. Sorry. Because they said so. And then like have the parents on the news complaining to Ige. That's why I'm like, that was the wrong connection. I told the parents too last year that was the wrong play to go after Ige. Like, why would the governor care about you? He doesn't care about anything. I, like, what? Why, why makes you guys think you could go? And, it, I, and I'm going to say this as well. It was Braden Shager's mom. I don't want it. She's a nice lady, so I'm going to shout her out. If she listens to the show. But she talked to me too. I talked to her. I talked to Graham's wife even about the parents. And I told them straight up, they just need to let them in period and by them they i mean the ad and the whole team should have just let the parents in who yeah. would have known you could have stuck them in a a booth in one of the um uh suites if you're really worried about social distancing you could have put them all in their own suite all the parents that wanted to fly in from texas or had had you know whatever their airfare and couldn't cancel it just let them sit in one of those suites. Like that's what I mean by like that uh, solutions that they refuse to, or I hope, I hope think of, but they refuse to execute because of fear of like, of nothing. Like we're fear that if we, we're, we're so scared that if we challenge the president, we challenge the board of regents to allow tailgating, it'll mess something up. Like what's the fear there? That's the thing that sucks. It's like, there's nobody fighting on behalf of fans or on behalf of tradition because of fear of whatever. And you know, that that's a problem when it comes to, like we said, growing a program and that's why we're losing and we're losing naturally. And that's the thing, this, the natural state of our program is downward trending. It is, it was before anyways. So it's yep. just like, are we accelerating the downward progress or Absolutely. downward trend? Or what? And it feels like we are right now. 
Um, We're on a nosedive. Fresno this week. Uh, any predictions, uh, Shane? Anything you want to change? I think we all were in agreement that we were going to lose this game. But any, any, um, what do you think UH can do? No mistakes. We got, we got to play the perfect game. No mistakes. No penalty killing. Drop. You know, drive killing penalties. Drop passes. And just just be a little more creative with the playbook. Negative yeah. five yards run in the third <laughs> quarter on first down. Yeah, it's like uh, the trick plays. What do you think about the trick plays? I oh. mean, the, the tackle eligible, or I don't even know if he was he lined Did, up. Do you guys, I, was do you guys remember? Do you guys remember them announcing that before the play? No, so I, I asked. That's why I asked you guys. Did they announce tackle eligible? Yeah, because you have it. to announce the 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 ref has yeah. to announce. Yeah, I asked it, you right? guys that right yeah. after. I was like, "Did you guys yeah. hear it?" And then I was like, "I didn't hear it," but that's what I'm saying. Ill may have lined up in tight end. That's why. And that's oh, why. okay. So that's probably why. But I mean, I like kind of the creativity. Okay, and then the Dior throwback pass where Dior was basically rushed into the backfield when he caught the ball behind the line of scrimmage. Yeah. At least Dior didn't, you know, give up a turnover or anything. And he actually had a mat open, but he I don't think he saw him. Um so I did appreciate the creativity there. I do appreciate creativity, mm-hmm. but it's definitely looked a little bit um like not fluid. I mean like <laughs> and that's the thing, like not all players can run super creative, crazy stuff, right? Not all of it requires discipline. It requires, you know, already a grounded foundation of an offense so that's something we already don't even have what our root of our offense is down yet we don't even know what that is what is our core what are we doing what is our what are our you know what are our go-tos we don't even have that yet in the arsenal which is kind of scary to me even though we did we have converted fourth downs and third downs big big ones this year but um yeah it it sucks because it is close it's like winning is hard and sometimes the scoreboard makes it look like we're that close but and sometimes it is a few plays away. Uh, Fresno this week, though, you know, uh, we like we said, we all predict them to lose. I said 37 17 before the year. Sean said 31 20. Shane said 41 uh, 14. So we'll see how it is. I know Fresno mm-hmm. started off kind of slow to me. Hainer's I thought they, coming back, huh? Is yeah, Hainer's yeah. coming back. Yeah. So, you know, that, that'll be a game. They're four and Hopefully four. Hopefully right we can now. lose 27 to 20 or something like that. <laughs> well they beat they beat san diego state last week 32 to 28 so that was a pretty big win for them um but yeah they start off the year they, they so they're on a three-game win streak so they're starting to kind of pick Come it together. up together yeah and that's the one thing that's going to be scary i'll be getting there right around kickoff i'll be leaving la or i'm gonna see lafc playing the mls cup the super bowl of major league soccer i cannot wait i've uh, been waiting a long time for this day and luckily, the football gods made it, and the soccer gods colluded and made the MLS Cup at one o'clock in LA, which is three and a half hours from Fresno. So I'll be able to make it there by seven thirty. So I'm kind of excited about that, but it'll be a crazy day. Um, in any case, um, so if you're going to be there in Fresno, come look us up. Um, send me a PM or something. A lot of you usually do. Come find us on the Facebook page. I won't have a group there with White Sports fans, but. Um, we'll still have a group of us rowdy road warriors there, a lot from the NorCal area. Like we said, I'm sure we'll see them in, in San Jose for the San Jose State game as well. Um, but that's the thing, you know, Hawaii, we have a lot of fans on the mainland. We have a lot. Probably, just, probably, We probably have now about the same core on the mainland. 
And I hate to say that. I mean, in terms Jeez. of in terms of like, and, and that's kind of a good and a bad thing. The good thing is like, we always have people at road games. At every road game, there are always people from Hawaii. That's a, that's a, that's one of the strengths of our program is how people from Hawaii identify with this team. The three of us all identify with Hawaii from being kids growing up here. You know, that's different from a lot of associations that other fans have to their teams where they're alums or kids of alums. So for us, that's different and special. So a lot of people who are local people or identify as local people from Hawaii are all Hawaii fans, period. End of story. End of story, right? Unless you hate football, unless you hate sports, you're not going to be a Hawaii fan. But every single person loves Hawaii football or has a soft spot for it. They might not. And who's from Hawaii and especially on the mainland. So that's why when we had that idea where Steven Sai put out that idea of you explaining some of their marquee games on Legion, it really wasn't a bad idea in terms of money making, in terms of keeping home attendance up. We'll get 15,000 at Allegiant guaranteed for any of our games, hmm. for any of our games. And in my opinion, because there's just that many expats there, there are that many people there and it's Vegas. It's going to attract people. So that might have to be the option. If, uh, if I was uh, going to say, if UH gets desperate, if, next year doesn't pan out the way yeah. they want it that might yeah. they might have to go to that they might have to do in the off season because i'm sorry that once the accounting is done after this year they're gonna be in such a crazy red hole that i i don't know what they're gonna do but you know because there's only so many drastic things you can do and just slash in college football um the big 12 apparently got a big contract so even though they're not really going to be power they're still got a huge contract going forward so it looks like tv money is still growing that's why i said like maybe they'll be more lax with attendance obviously they are with bowl games already anyways because partly anybody goes to bowl games period like it's not like mm. alabama people in mobile are supporting you know north texas versus tennessee state and the freaking whatever bowl you know it's not uh -huh. it, it's it's just like that everywhere espn loves having hawaii they love our time the slot. content they love yeah. okay yeah so of course i'm not worried about that but i'm worried about you know our own program not being relevant when it comes to bowl season ever and ever and ever and then like that game is definitely going to become more irrelevant if hawaii's not in it for sure uh regularly um but you know college football is changing the landscape is changing we got to keep up with it that's the thing when as fans especially if fans like us the three of us we are actively trying to find ways that we can help to amplify the voices of other fans and, and to, you know, help our program grow and to um, grow in popularity, obviously, but also for people to, to see what makes us unique. And a lot of that was in our stadium. A lot of that was in our tailgating, but a lot of that's still there in just the brotherhood and the, the brotherhood, but also the camaraderie that we have um, as fans. And I've seen that so much on the mainland. That's something I really enjoy. It's hanging out with expats or people that move to Vegas. We see that every year, which is a sad story as well. And even more so when, when people have to, are being forced to move to the mainland, they live for these chances to go to UH game and to see other local people. They live for it. Like they, this is like a huge event for it. And it's so exciting. And it is such an event. Um, so come join us as well. Hawaii Sports Fans, HSSportsFans.com. That's what we love to do. We got Vanderbilt next year. We got Oregon and Eugene next year. Um, but keep us in mind. And I'm going to have some big deals offered early for anybody who wants, wants to jump in. Uh, but that's been another great show for us. You know, I know that uh, we have a lot of optimism to go forward as well. So keep joining us on the show. Keep up the spirit for UH. I think we've been doing our job, the three of us, showing up to games, being loud, being proud, 
dressing in the appropriate attire. Um, but we need about 10,000 more people. Next year, about 16, 17,000 more. However, yeah. 15,000 to fill that place. I mean, it's going to require effort. So that's what we're trying to do, all of us here. Um, but it starts just with us, you and me, and and our our local people and our and, and the people that uh, make our community, our Rainbow Warrior Ohana up. So thank you to all of you. Mahalo. And we'll see you all next week. Aloha. Go Bulls. Go Bulls. Rainbow Wrap-Up is sponsored by Hawaii Sports Fans. Come join us for every UH football game on the road at hisportsfans.com.